Hello, everyone, and welcome. I'm very pleased to have Dr. Daniel Franklin as my guest today. Dr. Franklin has over 30 years of experience in education as a teacher, administrator, and educational consultant. He holds a master's degree from the Harvard Graduate School of Education and a PhD from UCLA in education. Dr. Franklin is the author of the acclaimed new book, Helping Your Child with Language-Based Learning Disabilities. For the past 17 years, Dr. Franklin has served as president and clinical director of Los Angeles-based Franklin Educational Services. Welcome, Daniel, and thank you so much for joining me today to discuss some of the challenges faced by those with different needs in the world of virtual learning. I'm happy to be here, Gilda. I'm really excited to be speaking with you and, and uh, reaching out to, to your audience. Thank you. And to begin with, um, digital organization can be challenging for both students and parents. Can you please discuss some of the challenges and what strategies you can offer to cope with them? They are challenging at times and technology is always changing and we have this great reliance on it. In order to do well at school, you have to be able to navigate a lot of different and ever-changing digital systems. What I recommend for parents is to try to familiarize yourself to the maximum extent you can with the type of digital interface or system or resources your child is expected to use because they're gonna need your help when something goes wrong or when they're trying it out for the first time. So as soon as you're aware that a particular app or a form of technology is gonna be used by your child's school, try to familiarize yourself with it, go online, play with it, experiment with it, check out some YouTubes that describe how to use it and feel free to contact your child's school and speak to somebody about it and say you need a tutorial. Um, the point is, as parents, we need to be as well-versed and sophisticated with the technology our kids are expected to use as our, our kids are. So, so it's some homework, I know, but it's gonna be well worth it uh, when, when the chips are down and your child needs your help. Now, terms called synchronous and asynchronous learning, these have become key elements of virtual learning. Can you briefly describe the differences between the two formats, as well as share some solutions to the challenges that they present? Sure, so synchronous is um, live and in the moment and everyone uh, has to be there on board and uh, participating to be in the class. Asynchronous means you can take the class anytime you want, that it's taped and you have the opportunity to watch it when you're ready to, and you can interact with it on your own time frame, and it's more flexible. Um, I think there's some real advantages to asynchronous learning because uh, you can time it such that a child can engage with it when they are feeling awake and alert and easy to engage. Um, the advantage of synchronous, however, is it creates a little bit of excitement and it's live and it's real. And we tend to um, be a little more uh, actively engaged when we feel like we're in the moment and we are active participants in the class. Absolutely. And we can get feedback 
right then and there from the instructor or questions from other students. And yes, I, I concur with you absolutely 100%. Now, there are numerous learning management systems, such as Schoology, Canvas, Google Classroom, and so on. What are some ways to support a student who is overwhelmed by whichever system their school happens to be using? Well, much like when we were discussing uh, Cami, uh, again, we want to anticipate what kind, kind of technology or interface a school is going to be using. And as soon as we're aware of whether it's Haiku or Schoology or any of the others, we want to do some homework as a parent. We want to learn about them. We want to go online and play with them uh, when we have the opportunity to. And we don't want to wait until homework starts or school starts to get familiar with that technology. We want to uh, anticipate it. We want to be preemptive. Um, again, YouTube has lots of great primers and tutorials on how to use them. And again, you can reach out to your child's school and say, hey, what type of interface are you using? Is there someone at school who can give me a tutorial or help me learn more about it? Now, you mentioned Cami. There are many digital resources that teachers use, including Cami. There's Quizlet, Kahoot, Ka uh, Class Dojo, Zoom, Google Jamboard, Google Slides, Google Docs, and that, that's just a few. I mean, there's a ton of them. Now, can you describe a few of these different resources and perhaps discuss their relative strengths and weaknesses? Sure. Well, something like Cami is a way, it's sort of a, a digital classroom, if you will. It's a place where you can post things, images and pictures and maps and charts and words and work, essays, photographs, uh, engaging questions, links to interesting uh, websites. So that's kind of what Cami is, and it's very good for that. Things like Google Docs is a great way to get input on something you're writing. It's a document that can be shared. And um, it does take a little getting used to, but it's a, a really terrific resource. Um, things like Google Calendars is also another way for us to help students plan and plan ahead and stay organized and be on time with regard to submitting assignments. And uh, Gilda, if you would, Rattle off a couple more for me again so I can address Oh, it. oh, Jamboard, um, Zoom, you know, which we're using right now, Kahoot, Quizlet. Sure, all, all great resources. And um, again, much like we were discussing with Cami and we were discussing uh, with interactive technology in general, again, it's really helpful for parents to um, well in advance preemptively become familiar with Zoom. If Zoom is new to you as a parent, um, play around with it and have, have fun with it and experiment with it. It's easy to feel intimidated with technology, but nothing's going to go wrong. And I know uh, when Zoom was new to me, I just, I had a friend in the next room here at my clinic and I said, hey, let's just horse around with a Zoom until I know how to use it. And that's what we did. And click on all the buttons and, and make mistakes and, and have fun with the different features that are there. Click on everything. Try everything. Have fun with it. Don't be scared of it. Uh, 
enjoy the enjoy the experience of learning a new technology. Absolutely. Well, I know I was certainly there once myself. <laughs> no question about it. Clicking all the buttons and making lots of mistakes. So, <laughs> yes, I, I I concur that parents should definitely do that, and like you say, not be afraid. Um, at this point, I would like to ask you if there's something we haven't covered that you would like to mention. And also, how can our listeners reach you if they have questions or want to know more? Sure. So let's let's talk about what it's like to parent a child in, in school. Um, kids need help. All kids need help. Um, but kids with learning and behavioral differences need an added level of help. And I often say the difference between a helpful parent and a helicopter parent is this. A helpful parent provides help that is needed. A helicopter provides help that isn't needed. Um, but kids with learning behavioral differences need a lot of help. So it's okay to help. We need to give parents permission to help and sometimes help a lot. The other is that the human brain is a social organ. It's designed to learn in a social context. It's not really designed, especially for young children, to learn in isolation, outside the context of social interaction. So as a parent, we want to be there to scaffold and facilitate and engage in every possible way so that the learning experience is interactive and social. And I really encourage parents to become very active participant, not just in the learning, but also the management, the, the executive demands, the ability to manage technology, to tech, uh, manage the various sort of technological interfaces and other resources that kids are expected to be good at can be overwhelming for some children. And that's why we really want to be proactive as parents and step in and help out and provide a lot of help. So I've always said this too about giving help. When we provide the, the right type of help at the right time, we are helping a child thrive and ultimately be really successful. But if we withhold the help that a child needs when they need it, we will make that child dependent for the rest of their lives because they will never have be comfortable with getting help and managing demands when they are especially difficult. Um, I'm really easy to reach. Um, my website is danielfranklinphd.com. It's all one, danielfranklinphd.com. I'm super easy to reach. I re Apply to all emails and inquiries. Uh, my website is loaded with all kinds of interesting things to look at and resources. Um, and through my danielfranklinphd.com website, you will also find a link to my company, Franklin Educational Services. Franklined.com is how you reach my company. And on my company website, I have tons of free resources. So there's a tab there somewhere that says free resources. Click on it. I have resources for students, for parents, and for clinicians too. And I really encourage people to visit my website. I'll look for what they need. And if, they, if there's something they need and they can't find, call me up or send me an email or reach out to me and I'll make sure you get what you need. And just because sometimes people do spell names in different ways, could you spell your website name out for us? Sure. Daniel, D-A-N-I-E-L, Franklin, F-R-A-N-K-L-I-N-P-H-D, 
Com. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. And also, by the way, do you cover a lot of the things that we've been discussing in your book? Many, yes. Many of the concepts. Not as much technology in my book. Uh, my book was written pre-COVID when the, the technological boom happened, but it was certainly written, uh, you know, while well, Haiku and other school uh, management systems were out there. So I do address it uh, in some of the, the latter chapters of my book. All right. And that was helping your child with language-based learning disabilities. Is that correct? That's correct. It's available on Amazon. Um, it's a book I wrote for parents just like your listeners. It's really easy to read and to use as a step-by-step guide in supporting any student, um, but especially students with any kind of learning or behavioral difference. Well, thank you so much, Daniel, for your time and for giving us some very helpful information today. Oh, it's my pleasure. And um, also, I just send a, a heartfelt greeting to all of your listeners. I know it's been one heck of a year and a half now or whatever it's been. Things are getting better. Hang in there. And uh, all of us are looking forward to life slowly getting back to normal. Yeah, well, it sure has. Absolutely. And I want to thank those listeners for spending a part of their day with us. I'm Gilda Evans reminding you to take care of yourself and that special person in your life.